Hi, everybody. It's Joey Remini here from seekingbalance.com.au. And I'm really excited today to be meeting one of my peers, one of my clients, and a really special person from my Rocksteady community. And I want to introduce you to Diane from the UK, who's here to share her recovery process and to talk about what healing chronic symptoms of dizziness and vertigo and we'll also chat i'm not sure if you've ever experienced tinnitus as well but first of all let's meet diane so welcome to the call diane so thrilled to meet you and it's just a delight hi hi everybody <laughs> Thanks, Joey. It's good to be here yeah so why don't we dive right into introducing yourself about where you came from what you were feeling and just to reiterate everybody that you know, everyone is different, 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 and has different set of sensations. Some people describe, you know, kind of vibrating sensations in their head, other people's sounds, other people's spinning sway. Like there's a million different words and everything is real. Whatever you feel is real. And I really like to humanize this experience because regardless of whether you have not quite right feelings, tinnitus, dizziness, vertigo, imbalance, disequilibrium, you know, the list goes on it's real whatever you feel is real and it's important that everybody learns how to reclaim their sense of normal and that's something that the journey that you're you know you're well and truly on i feel like you're just there diane so i'm just really excited for you to to introduce yourself and talk about where you've come from where you are now whatever you want to share we're here to listen okay right well i started on this journey about three years ago now mm. um, had a, an episode which resulted in uh, a vertigo attack mm. and uh, yeah it's been a long road uh, it was a full spinny thing that went on for ages had the usual tests um, CT scan number puncture uh, oh it seems such a long time ago <laughs> mm. um, yeah but felt really dizzy disorientated and unwell for a number of months really mm. um saw a neurologist or ent audiologist um went to a private clinic uh oh i can't remember so many different people i've seen and they've all been great in their way but they couldn't do anything for me um i did have a series of um vestibular rehab exercises to do, um, which I couldn't get on with. I was diagnosed with um, trichopedia and vestibular migraine, and but I couldn't get on with the vestibular rehab exercises, the gaze exercises, because they made me feel so very, very unwell. I had sort of three shots of doing them over maybe six, nine months. That is such a long period and it's a really common story too that it's so the kind of the, the theory goes that we need to habituate, we need to kind of flood the brain with these movement exercises or gaze exercises in order to override the dizzy signals and reset the system. But that simply doesn't work if we're pushing through emotional discomfort, anxiety, fear, nausea and the emotional spiritual aspect, which you now get because you've done rock steady. Yeah. But do you want to share your journey there with just feeling like, oh my God, I'm doing my best. I'm doing what I'm told to do by the professionals. And I, six, nine months later, I'm, I'm feeling like I failed. I can't do this. Like, how yeah. was that 
oh, it's, it's devastating because you're hanging on to this because you think this is the way forward, this is the way out of this. Um, and you give it your all and you try and do it. Um, but it just makes you feel so unwell. Mm. Um, and you, you think, right, I'll, I'll power on through this, I can, I can do this, I can do this. But you just end up exhausted and, yeah. and having to stay in bed for a week. And that's not yeah. No, that's that's really a disaster. And just so that people listening can get a feel for the biology and the neurology behind this, when we're pushing through, when we're unwell, when we're consumed with anxiety and fear and uncertainty and confusion and self-doubt is a big one here. As I've said in the live group call, self-doubt is destructive. If we're living a life based on self-doubt, the brain can't relax. And this is the key to neuroplasticity. So if we want to reset our symptoms and return to normal, we have to find a way to feel relaxed in our body. We have to find a way to feel at ease and at peace in our body because that process flicks our nervous system into the repair zone where neuroplasticity and new synapses are actually possible. When we're in fight, flight, freeze and we're pushing through and we're ignoring and we're just denying and we're distracting and when we're in that zone of just get on with it or do what you're told, the, the brain's locked up. It's seized in survival mode and it simply can't heal from that place. So the emotional, mental, spiritual aspect of preparing for recovery is the most important piece. You can't dive straight into the physical exercises, diets, medication and gaze, gaze stabilization. Um, and too often the mainstream world, whether that be our medical doctors, audiology colleagues, physiotherapy um, and to some extent, even the psychology world, um, there, there's a huge missing link in the treatment that people are not able to find their peace with where they're at and the emotional, mental, spiritual journey of empowerment before diving into that physical rehab. Do you want to talk a little bit about your journey now that you've done the Rocksteady program, you've been involved in our group calls, which is where we've met and being able to go through the physical rehab after that, the mental, emotional, spiritual journey. Yeah, it's it's just been, well, when I found Seeking Balance, I couldn't believe it because I had trawled the internet for months and months, just trying to get bits, snippets of information that might help me along the way. Um, and then you popped up. <laughs> and, it's just amazing how much calmness and confidence that gave me to deal with my symptoms. It really did. Mm. Uh, and yeah, the, the symptoms initially are still there, but you, you learn that self-confidence and that patience with your recovery. Mm. And, yeah. And I think that's actually a really important point. I've had a couple of private clients this week where one of the take-home messages has been if something like this, if we're waiting for symptoms to go away until we seek our joy and peace, it'll never happen. Yeah. So it's, this, is the, this is the subtle nuance of neuroplasticity is we have to fully love and accept ourselves as we are with the symptoms we have right now so the brain can go, oh, I'm safe. Now I can form new neural pathways. And if we're waiting to get rid of our symptoms before we seek that ease, peace and joy and go deep into self-love, 
yeah. it'll never happen. And I've met heaps of people who are like, I love myself. I'm not stressed. I'm fine. I've got a spiritual practice. I'm really connected. I'm this, I'm that, but I hate my symptoms. And it's like, <laughs> I think there's a missing link here. There's, there's a part of you that you're rejecting and hating. And it doesn't matter how robust your spiritual practice is or how many times you go to church or how many times you do yoga or how many times you run yourself a bath and light oils and clear your energy with white light. If Still you, got that in your hand. <laughs> exactly. If you are resisting the sensations you're feeling in your body right now, you are actively practicing a form of self-rejection, self-hatred and self-critique. Yeah. To yeah. really go into self-acceptance and self-love, You've got to meet yourself in that nasty, nasty place that you hate and yeah. go, it's going to be okay. You're allowed to feel this. I support you. I love you and take your time. That's the yeah. self-dialogue, the self-reassurance. Yeah, and so, yeah. And so yeah. do you want to share with the listeners a little bit about that transition of going from the mainstream model of push through, you know, yeah. you've got to feel and sick in order to get better kind of attitude and then shifting into the rock steady zone and figuring that out for yourself the different approach it, the rock steady approach allowed me to realize that i was anxious and i would have said to anybody i haven't got anxiety i mean i've been offered antidepressants so many times and said no i don't want those nothing you know i'm, I'm not anxious and then somebody i can't remember whether i whether i heard it on one of the live calls was saying that you know you have to be if you've had these symptoms for a long time you are anxious at some subconscious level you will be anxious because you're stuck in the fight and flight like you always say um so that was a revelation to me that me of all people i was anxious <laughs> but yeah and that's an, a self-acceptance and that was such a relief really in a way mm. i can't really explain um but it just I'm just allowed to be. And I want to say here that knowledge is power. I mean, knowledge isn't all of our healing, but a huge part of Rocksteady is education because knowledge is power. The more we understand what's happening inside of us physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, the more we can build our toolbox of relevant workable strategies to address each of those things. It's like we're collecting data points about ourselves. And I've had vertigo and tinnitus. And when anybody it's so normal basically for anybody to go through this inner distortion, inner sensory impairment, inner sensory overload or underload or whatever goes on. The most natural emotional response to that would be anxiety as a human being. Very rare for someone to have screeching noises or spinning or vomiting or whatever and be like, cool as a cucumber, let's go to the movies. (laughs) You know, so it's, it's actually appropriate anxiety. It's situationally, normal appropriate anxiety it's not like a medical illness that needs some kind of rare medication or diagnostic process it's like you feel wonky therefore you feel anxious about that like it's completely appropriate and i think that's liberating it's like oh i'm normal (laughs) yeah yeah i'm allowed to do this i'm allowed to feel this yeah and that that is that is it in a nutshell and the best thing with all this is the best best thing were the body scans mm. when I found that I could control my symptoms with the body scan mm. I could feel so much better and it, it's like well, it's magic <laughs> it really is it's yeah. so for me it works 150% and I'm addicted to them 
<laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Much healthier to be addicted to a body scan, which is connecting to the proprioceptive touch signals in our skin. And I offer a free body scan to anybody. So if you go to my website, seekingbalance.com.au, you can sign up and get a free body scan audio right away and give it a go. But the proprioceptive signal takes up quite a really large portion of our brain and an important portion of our brain because it helps us physically navigate where we are in terms of north, south, east, west, and to know where's my arm and where's my big toe. And so it's the whole where am I conversation. It's orientation. However, importantly, it's also our emotional soothing network. And if you think about a little baby crying that's upset, we don't go up and start talking to it. We cuddle it. There's a part of the human brain that when it's distressed, language doesn't work. English doesn't get into that limbic system, that amygdala part of the brain touch does so when we're back in contact with touch and proprioception and able to self-soothe that part of our brain that's in catastrophe mode actually goes ah mum's here i'm safe i'm home and we can self-parent ourselves self-reassure and the body scan process opens the door to that which and i yeah and i think um when i first met you on in our facebook group you mentioned like it's it's better than medication for me i don't actually need to medicate anymore i've got this body scan skill yeah yeah. in fact i've been on on holiday um we went to cornwall in the in the autumn and with some friends and i really was feeling unwell and i had to take myself away and just rest and i'm brave enough to do that now because i was a person that didn't like to say no so i would just push on and do things and think I'm to cope with this. But I know I took myself away um, and I did a body scan and I had a good talk to myself and I had a little sleep and um, I came down afterwards after a while and I allowed myself to wallow and feel miserable um, and said, okay, you can only do this for a while, but do it um, and then get over it. And that's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. And our friend who was staying with us said, I got you a different woman <laughs> when I came back downstairs. <laughs> totally different woman. And, you know, I didn't tell him all about what I was doing up there. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, and he knew I was doing a body scan. Yeah. And I think that's the sacred space. So it's like we, rather than being right, I have to be happy. I have to be beautiful. I have to weigh this much. I have to earn this much money. I've got to have this many friends. I've got to drive this kind of car. Like, all of these conditional expectations and judgments that we self-impose because society's taught us to do that. When we rip, when we strip those away and sort of go, okay, well, this is how I am today. Yeah. Today I'm feeling tender. Today I'm feeling a little sad. Today I'm noticing I'm processing guilt over that thing I didn't do or that way I treated myself. So what I'm going to do is give that time and space. I'll give it a color. I'll let it move through me. And through that body scanning process and all of the other, the Rocksteady toolkit, we're able to actually let the brain consciously and in the real time release all of those things that are kind of blocked inside of us and jamming our muscles up and, 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 and nodding us from the inside. And through that releasing process, then we can access the kind of sister emotions of relief and joy and calm and connection and self intimacy and inner peace. So the irony is, is, as human beings, we have all of these colorful emotions. It's not all rainbows and unicorns. Every healthy human being will get moments of depression, anxiety, shame, guilt, etc. right? Fury, rage, hostility, jealousy. 
people who are in a healthy emotional space with the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual interconnect, these people feel things quickly and with flow. So, so the jealousy might come for three seconds, notice it, process it, learn from it, release it. People who have that emotional immaturity or disconnection could be jealous for hours, for days, for weeks, for years. And that jealousy never has anywhere to move. Yeah. So this process of being in touch and allowing, and as Diane beautifully role modeled, sometimes you've got to remove yourself from society and process that, get back into your heart, restabilize, reconnect, find steadiness. Okay. And then go back and join the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say, hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm me now. <laughs> the, um, the other thing that I've noticed so much is that I see things, you'll understand this, I see everything in Technicolor now. Cool. It's like I've got a new pair of glasses. Mm. Um, you know, I go to the beach, I go to the walks in the forest and the woods, and, and I see everything differently. It's, I mean, I've always been someone that likes to be in nature, but now it is just incredible. I don't know what it is, but I see it differently and I appreciate it so yeah. much more. Yeah. It, it's just a new way of looking at everything, I think, in sheer amazement. <laughs> well, I think there's a few things I want to say to that. One is congratulations, because this really is a sign you've reset your brain. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So when we're in fight, flight, freeze, especially for prolonged periods of time, you know, but beyond six weeks, yeah. um, it's, it's like stimulation overload and your neurons and your synapses are like going ding, 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 ding. And it's hard to appreciate the detail and the patterning of a little leaf or a little flower or a snail or a bird. You know, we can't yeah. even hear those bird sounds. We're too overwhelmed by our inner agitation. Yeah. And so as you go through the neuroplasticity process, we're able to self-soothe, to calm down the neural ping pong ball machines or pin, pinball machines. And as we're able to bring that quietness, the brain can re-stabilize and gain actual presence instead of living in the past or living in the future. That's when we're able to process and appreciate more details in the here and now. We can actually see the leaves, we can see the petals, we can smell the aroma, we can hear the yeah. birds. Yeah. And or AWE is probably one of the most healing emotions we can tap into. Oh. You know, I think that trumps gratitude and it, you know, when we sit back in awe and we're just like, wow, that is miraculous. Yeah. You know, how does mother nature do that or listening to a symphony or just a connecting with whatever it is that does it for you, whether it's the beach, yeah. the mountains, music, art. I know I'm often in awe of my biology. It's just like, wow, how does my body do that? You know, recently perforated my eardrum and it healed so quickly. <sighs> I feel like I'm Wolverine or something. It was amazing. <laughs> I had this hissing, raging tinnitus and extreme pain around the ear and jaw for like a week. And then that was it. And I'm just like, that's so quick. Superwoman. <laughs> well, actually on that note, I think John Kabat-Zinn, who's an amazing uh, researcher and, and thought leader in the mindfulness world. He really was one of the people to bring mindfulness to the mainstream An American medical researcher um, in one of his books, um, he talks about 
people who meditated consciously on the healing process and visualized it. So the equivalent of me visualizing my eardrum healing, visualizing what's going on with the discharge and, and releasing all the gunk that my body doesn't need, visualizing the fact that the noise represents the busy activity of the membranes repairing, you know, the skin's growing. It's a noisy process. So if I'm consciously going, oh, wow, thank you, body. You're being so loud and you're healing so beautifully instead of why are you there? Go away. I hate this. I can't sleep, you know, because I was consciously in a loving place of awe. The the research he did showed that those people healed four times more quickly than people who did not mindfully connect to healing. Yeah. So there really is something in the mind body connection versus resistance right so when we yeah yeah, amazing so Mm -hmm. so connecting with awe really does help us see the world differently the technicolor the detail and receptivity so when we're overwhelmed which happens to anyone with chronic symptoms whether it be pain vertigo dizziness tinnitus etc the brain can't take anymore and it locks up it rejects information it's not capable of learning it's not capable of receiving it's in survival mode yeah. yeah. Get it. And so going through this process that you've done, it reopens your neural channels to actually being present, resetting, rewiring and receiving new data. So you can build new pathways. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to share a little bit with the listeners about any challenges you had about using technology, actually going, I'm going to sign up to this self-study process. Like, is that, did that blow your mind? Was that new for you? Had you done it before? What was that like? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was fairly new to me because I'd only ever seen people face to face before, Mm. Um, you know, different medics and and people. But this was just liberating because, you know, you're connected in such a way to a community that actually understands and is non-judgmental. And that's the key to it. So any fear that anybody might have with the using a computer and, and the technology, um, it's just brilliant because yeah, it's a, it's a bit. Oh, I wonder how I do this. But you do it once, and it's brilliant. It's easy, and it's the future, really. Um, so I don't want to stay in the past, <laughs> and it it works really, really well. Especially our live calls; they're just uh, just precious. Speak more, speak more about that because some people might be a bit nervous, not even know what a live group call is. So do you want to just talk through about yeah, logistically um, how, it, how, it, how easy it is, first of all, but also like the community connection that we get from connecting internationally? Yeah, well, people, as you say, people come from all over the world and we meet together or we listen together. Jerry hosts it and... And everybody has a chance to put a question in um, and then ask questions on, on the night or the day, whenever it is, it's happening. And, and you can share your experiences and how you're feeling and your successes and your not quite right feelings. And it's just so empowering and so encouraging to know that you are the only person. there are other people out there just like you going through the same things um and yeah you're not alone you're not isolated anymore Mm. 
And there's when, and when I, I had a similar experience when I went through a healing process um, a few years ago, and that was my first taste of online study and group calls. And it was totally new for me. And I was skeptical. I was like, just open to trying. I did love the idea of being at home in my house, doing it in my pajamas or like, I loved that aspect of being at the computer and touching base with a professional. Um, but I really didn't know what to expect. And I, I was, I suppose, nervous and skeptical, which is fair enough. But something that the the facilitator said, which I was like, oh my goodness, is that just like hoo hoo la la? But she said, when somebody on the call brings forward one of their challenges or emotional blockages and and we process that and we and, and they role model a healing process, she said, everybody on the call listening is gonna receive that healing, regardless of if they're live or listening to a replay. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, is that possible? <laughs> like, you know, this just sounds a bit out there, but it is incredible how many people I have email me on those live calls and just say, I got so much out of so-and-so healing that sadness. I got so much out of so-and-so doing that tinnitus exercise. And they're actually receiving the healing by participating in the listening. And do you want to speak to that as a participant? Yeah, that, that's, I've had that happen so many times. It's just so powerful. And people are so brave to, to actually say, well, this is what I'm going through at the moment. You know, I'm having a really bad time or whatever. And, and, and I can't get rid of this feeling. and I can't get rid of that. Um, and to work through it with other people knowing that you've got their support that they're all rooting for you that's mm. the powerful thing that you know every there's no judgment no judgment at all um because we all know we've been in those dark places and mm. uh, and this just lightens your your day and, and makes you feel alive really yeah and i've had people even email to say oh my goodness i'm so grateful that that person said that because that's how I feel and I didn't want to go live and they're like they kind of went live on my behalf and there was like a shared simultaneous connection and it's hilarious because as people are going through this deep healing and it's pretty deep stuff some of the Mm. bearings there'll be people on the chat box going we believe in you go for it yeah. We support you. You're doing a great job. And so it's like this like cheerleader team streaming. Yeah, <laughs> we're there. Yay. <laughs> and it, it, it is really, really empowering. And you just feel part of this huge family, this huge mm. community where, that you you want the very best for for these these people that you know and or you don't really know, but you do know them. And, and mm. yeah, it's just, just fantastic. Mm. Mm and and i feel really blessed to have you in our community and thank you so much for being brave and and sharing this do you want to um chat a little bit about how you personally engage with rocksteady if you want you don't have to but in terms of how do you go through the modules how do you choose what you're going to do each day because obviously i'm not there i'm not saying to diane you must do this now I prescribe you this, like <laughs> Diane is in a process. It's self-study. She's completely empowered to choose what she does, when she does, how she does. And I'm yeah. curious, do you want to talk through some of your, how, how it works for you and how you yeah. use the resources? Well, I, I started off actually trying to go at 
great next phase. You thought, yeah, I can get through this module and I get on to the next one. And I very soon realised that that wasn't the way to do things. And you were on my shoulder saying, you know, just take it slowly, do things as, you know, listen to your body. Um, so that's what I did. And I felt the pressure, whether it's something that's built within me, that if I had a task to do, I needed to work through it and tick the boxes kind of thing. Mm. But I've become a really different person and I've, I've just, I just pick and choose, pick and mix if you like. Mm -hmm. um, so I read through the whole module and then I think, right, what do I think is best for me at this point? Um, and that's where I've approached it. So I've kind of made my own um, plan from the different modules. Yeah. And, and, and it works. Um, but I'm now in the process. I've been through all the six modules, but I'm now back to the beginning because mm -hmm. I feel that I probably missed things along the way. I and can... I want to go back and listen more. Yeah. And be slower um, I can unequivocally say you will have missed things because when in especially in the beginning we're overwhelmed the brain can't take it all in yeah and every time we go back through each module like you could literally go through it every single year again and again and again every single time you go through the process you'll learn more about yourself so you're not um, kind of learning from the screen you're not learning from like a textbook not no. like learning a language in terms of just learning new vocabulary. You're actually learning no. from in here. You're yeah. learning more about your physical self, more about your mental self, more about your emotional self, more about your spiritual self. And so every time you go through that process, you go deeper and deeper and deeper into that inner knowing and that bliss and that enlightenment and that empowerment. Wow. Yeah. And I've actually had some people say, Oh, do I have to keep doing exercises forever? Do I, you know, can I go through the program and then it's all over? And it's like, well, to be honest, you can do what you like. There's no rules. Um, but it's a way of life. It's a way of, it's a new mindset. It's a new philosophy. Yeah. And yeah. It it's really... a freedom, actually, isn't it? It's a freedom. Yeah. I found it. I'm, I'm doing something for myself, but I'm doing it the way that I think my body is, needs. Yeah. So it's not an external prescription anymore. It's an inner... Yeah knowing yeah yeah um and it's it's a real comfort blanket as well <laughs> my body scans on my comfort blanket that's gorgeous <laughs> now every everybody be like do you have symptoms anymore are you healed blah 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 and i think we just checked out the symptom score initially started at 62 percent which is which is moderately high that's that means that more than half the time, 62% of the time, you've got some kind of positional, functional or emotional distress related to symptoms. And it looks like that's dropped all the way down to only 18. Yay! Which is pretty yeah. remarkable. So you must be very proud of yourself and very happy with that incredible yeah. improvement. So pleased. So pleased that I found the Seeking Balance. So pleased. I can't. I can't speak more highly of, of the whole, the, how it works. It's just perfect for me. Mm. And so for all, the, for all the triple PD and vestibular migraine people, and do you ever get tinnitus or not at all? I've got something going on in my ear at the moment, but um, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I'm kind of ignoring it <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. But, yeah so but, um, 
probably about, I can't remember the exact statistic, but I think it's close to 50% of people have both tinnitus and dizziness experiences. And some people have only the dizziness stuff coming from the ear and other people have only the tinnitus coming from the ear. So they're, they're kind of pathways sitting side by side. And um, it, to be honest, it doesn't matter what you're experiencing or what words you use to describe it. The process of healing and resetting and coming back to that place of inner knowing and inner love is the same. So if you've been diagnosed with initially BPPV, then triple PD, persistent postural perceptual dizziness and vestibular migraine, it's all a bit loose. The diagnosis is never completely clear. But at this point in time, how will you know when you feel healed? You're certainly, I mean, it sounds to me like you're, you're well on track. I don't know. When do you feel you've, you've got that freedom and that peace? Are you there yet? Are you, where are you? Yeah, I think I am. Uh, I am there. There are days, obviously, that we have that uh, aren't as good as others. But <laughs> I've learned to accept those and just, you know, take my dizziness with me wherever I'm going. All my, um, yeah, not quite right feelings. I think, right, okay, you're coming with me today. We're going to go to the movement class and we're going to be fine. Mm. Um, and I come back and I've done it and I think yes <laughs> so it, there are still some some symptoms around but I guess they're going to be that's life isn't it it's nothing is completely um, perfect uh, but it's as perfect as it can be and do you ever have moments of relief when you're just like oh I feel fine yeah yes I do yeah. and are they getting more and more and more frequent they're getting and, more and longer and more yeah, they get Great. so before it was a, a definite cycle, um, but I'm having better times for longer now. And that's exactly what we expect to see with neuroplasticity. So, I mean, for some people, it's it, it can be a, a sudden changeover from symptomatic to nothing, but probably most of the time, it's like neuron by neuron, we're shifting and healing. So. We, we expect to see less symptoms, less severe, less often, and more and more feelings of empowerment, confidence, preparedness, steadiness, and really resetting that gauge of what's normal. And that happens over a transitional time. Um, and like you said, it's pretty normal to, for the average punter to maybe have one or two migraines a year. It's like It's not like we're perfect every single day of the year, even when we're like in that space of being normal. So there, there is movement. In life, stressful moments, yeah, pickups, and creating yeah. space for that without dr- dramatizing it or catastrophizing it. And if we're going to have a bad day, it's a bad day, not a bad week or a bad month or a bad year. So, being mm-hmm. able to c- come back and reestablish normal is really that rock steady process. Yeah. And then we can face life with integrity and with confidence. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think the self confidence. And the acceptance of my symptoms has been the key. Mm. Realising that, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a different person now than I was before. Yeah, and on that note, we might end the call in a moment, but on that note, would you feel confident to share with the listeners if your symptoms were giving you a message of wisdom, a little magical miracle inner message of wisdom, mm-hmm. have you been able to decode yet what that gift is? what the wisdom and the gift in your symptoms might be, what your body was communicating or is currently communicating to you? I, I think that I've worked, I've worked it out that 
I think I was tired, mm. needed to rest more, mm. and I wasn't listening to that. Um, I kind of kept on my routine that I'd always done, mm. and and then, but then I realised I had to kind of um, go at a different pace. Mm. So if I would, for example, drive somewhere one day, then the following day I wouldn't. And so I paced myself and then I realised that I don't get the symptoms. So it's mm. just a matter of managing things. But yeah, it was it was eating regularly, I think, and and sleeping. It's um, really self care, isn't it? Self care. You know, and, and I think don't listen to diets and protocols and regimes. Listen to your body. Because the amount of sleep your body needs might not fit the general recommendation and the and the kind of food your body's craving and needing and the quantities might be quite unique to you. And yeah. the, the amount of social interaction you need, the amount of alone time one person yeah. might need, the amount of yeah. connection with nature, the amount of working hours in a week. So really yeah. just fine tuning, is this working for me? What is my rhythm? Yeah, it's balancing that. Yeah. yeah. And also acknowledging that things that worked for us in our 20s, 30s, 40s, etc., might not ring true anymore so we've got to keep updating what are my core values we do that in module four what are my desired feelings and how can i actively connect with those rather than following all those external prescriptions of what does the osteopath say what does the naturopath say what does the doctor say what does the physio say it's all external and they've got good intentions but they're not you so just for all the listeners be the expert in you and engage in a rock steady process to figure that out and fine tune it for yourself. It's very subtle and it takes time. And like Diane said, you literally can't rush it. No, no, you can't rush it. And, and I think sometimes when I'm having a not so good day, I know that I need to go to the beach and just look at the waves. Mm. And then that just calms me completely. Mm. And, and I see it, as I say, differently now. And it, it's just... Well, you don't need any pills or medication. Just immerse yourself in, in nature. And it seems to work for me. Yeah. Well, it sounds great. You're back at your movement classes. You're traveling again. You're out yeah. and about. So you got your life back. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's amazing how, how it works um, slowly, but surely. That's the thing. It really does. And um I'll keep on with it because I'm committed to, to, to the feeling that it gives me. Mm. Yeah, more joy in our life can't be a bad thing. No, no. And, um, and I just think that you have got such a great way with, with managing us. And when we first join, you're always so supportive. But you're very careful to make us independent. You're like a mum. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to you've got to give your kids independence they can't hang on to you and and that's what you do to us really you you kind of you give us what we mm. need stroke us and, and make yes. us feel good and then um you set us free <laughs> yeah. yeah well i guess i think there came a point in when i was developing these methods and these new pro programs and and bringing it forth the without a doubt the overriding belief system from my colleagues from my medical 
colleagues and physiotherapy and psychology and audiology colleagues was clients can't do it on their own. Like that's the belief. They can't do it on their own. So they, they need these external structures, devices, programs, exercises, therapies. Um, and and um, so when I would present at conferences, they would be like, yeah, but do, uh, is, there, is there compliance? Do clients actually click in and do the exercises? Like, really? So this huge kind of, it's disempowering the client. And there was something inside of me that changed and realized I have to be that one voice on the planet that goes, you can do this. You can log in. You can click play. You don't need me. You've yeah. got this. Like, here's the resources. Here's the process. All you need to do is to believe in yourself, wake up and click play. And people do do it. Yeah. When they're ready, they do it. When they're not ready, they won't do it. And that's fine because if they're not ready today, they might be ready tomorrow. So it's, it's, it's like I actually need to believe in you guys because yeah. that's a part of your healing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, only we can do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, my, myself and my colleagues, if we could go in and change your neurons and get the tweezers out and do it all, we would. Mm. We'd happily do it. But the reality is we can't. And so, therefore, we have to take a different approach and give you guys the tools to do that yourself. Yeah. And that's, that's what the whole Rocksteady process is about. Yeah, and that's, that's what you do so well. And it's just, it's just really great to have somebody there that actually knows and understands how you're feeling. Mm. That's, um, and, and that doesn't happen very often. Mm, not with these invisible symptoms, no. <clears throat> no. Yeah. So I'm so excited to share the January, February, March Live Rocksteady program with you. And I hope you can join you know, most of the calls. Um, do you have any closing words or any, any kind of little insights that you want to just finish the call off with, Diane? Um, I think we've covered such a lot, haven't we? Um, mm -hmm. I just, I'm so pleased that I found Sitting Balance. I'm so pleased. And I cannot, I just think that it's incredible how I managed to find sitting balance when I was just at that low point where I needed to move forward and I needed to find that um, that goal really um, mm. and it's yeah it's been brilliant it's been brilliant thank you so much mm, oh it's an absolute pleasure and divine timing you know we find the things we're ready for yeah it's it's kind of it still gives me goosebumps to think that Where'd you come from? Just popped up. <laughs> <laughs> and why didn't I? <laughs> well, look, I'm so pleased you did find me, and I'm so pleased that all of those gaze, gaze stabilization and physiotherapy exercises that initially made you feel sick didn't deter you from the home practice process, and that you found a way to drop into your truth, find your own pace, and take control of your healing. Yeah. Yeah. So, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I really Thank look you. forward. Oh, my pleasure. And I really look forward to sharing more of your healing journey as it unfolds and seeing you in the, the live rock steady program starting January 29th, 2019. It's coming up. Okay. Right. Okay. So for those of you listening, visit seekingbalance.com.au. You can look at the free body scan. There's also the rock steady program, which is a 12 week comprehensive toolkit for you to learn more about this process that Diane has been through and is continuing to explore. 
And the Live Rock Study program will start January 29th. It includes six live group calls. I highly recommend you get in. There will be limited numbers. And I'm just so excited to meet more of our community. That's, the, that's one of my favorite parts. So I'm Joey Remini. Visit seekingbalance.com.au. Thank you so much for your time, Diane. And it's a little bye for now. Bye.